next week we spring ahead on Saturday. So Brian and I, when we leave, it will not be dark. <laughs> It'll be light like it is now. It's going to be so cool. Finally. I still remember when we go off a date, that first night of walking out in just pitch blackness. And then, this, you know, and finally, what is it, like about 5 o'clock? It's like 4.30, quarter to 5, it's pitch blackout. I'm just so happy that means it's around the corner. It's coming, folks. Fire pits, bonfires, Lake days. You got it. Oh, I yep. can't wait. Yep, it's going to be fun. Oh, here we are. I forgot. Concentrate, concentrate. The smallest bone in the human body is in the ear, nose, finger, knee. Oh, geez. Uh, maybe the finger? Nope. Let's go the ear. Ear. Yep. The smallest bone in our body is placed in the middle part of the ear. It is called the stirrup and is only 0.1 inches long. Trying to feel for it right 0. now. 0.1. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Let me know if you can get there. I thought the finisher would just go out of the figure and just go straight through to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing in between to stop. <laughs> okay. Let's head to the phone lines. All right. So we got Sarah on the line and she has a unique barking problem with a her unique, pet. Unique. Unique. Okay. Hi there, Sarah. Hi. What can well, I do we- for you? Yeah, we just got a rescue dog yesterday. So she's a two-year-old, um, and she it was. We were told she was good with kids. So we have a five-year-old and an eighteen-month-old, and she's fine with the five-year-old. The eighteen-month-old, she's good when he's just down walking on the floor. She's good when we come into the room carrying him already. But if we go to pick up the eighteen-month-old in front of the dog, she just goes crazy barking at us, okay. and that's about the only time she barks. Oh, really? And you just had her yeah. two days. Yes. Oh, anyway, that's interesting. Okay, uh, what kind of dog? Um, we were told she's an Amstaff and Labrador mix. So how many pounds? Uh, what? How many pounds? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like forty. Oh, okay, 40? okay, okay. Now when she's she starts not real big. Okay, but. so when she starts barking like that, what do you do? Um, tell her no. So okay. I guess we don't know what to do yet. Okay. It's, um, Okay. We're obviously trying to introduce the kids together or introduce them and make sure the kids are safe around her. So. Right, right. Okay. Uh, the big thing here is that, number one, never leave the dog alone with, in the room with the kids. If you leave the room, yep. the dog or the kid comes with. Number two, the yep. eight month, 18-month-old, she's going to be more wary of. And the reason is because they look like they're going to go right and they go left. Or the, and then anytime the kids are in motion, they're screaming and blah, 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 put the dog on a leash and keep them with you or put them in the kennel. And then when everything, okay. everything settles down, then bring her back out. Okay. And so okay. what you, cause what you want her to learn to do is not start tackling the kids cause she's getting all, uh, wow, we're going to play. Okay. 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 Now the big thing is, is that uh, oddly enough, you brought up something I wanted to talk about is that no, most people know their dogs to death. No, 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 no. And after a while, the dog goes, so what? So what? No, what? You want to teach the dogs words and what they mean. And so if we want to replace the word no, I don't say no ever unless it's no bite. Because if I say bite, okay. that sounds really stupid. <laughs> okay, so, but then what you're going to be doing is you got to preface it with a growl, ah, or a. It's going to be ah, leave it, or a. Quiet. You slow it down. Now, when the, all dogs were with their moms, 
Okay, when they were pups themselves. Yeah. Okay, if yeah. they were uh, if they were hanging off a of ma's face or tail or butt, whatever, ma would give a deep growl, "Get off my tail!" And if the pup didn't listen, she'd whip around, grab around the, them around their grab around their neck with her teeth and squeeze. And the pup would yelp, okay. and mom would slowly let go. And the pup would slowly walk away. Got it, got it. Okay, and then a little bit later, the pup would come up, like, still ticked. Mom would give her, still ticked, stay away from mom. So the mom has taught, if you listen to the growl, the correction doesn't come. So that's what you want to do, is do what your pup already knows. Teach him a growl. So let's say he's, uh, you pick it up your child, and the dog starts barking at you. Give him a, yep. ah, a growl, ah, ah, quiet. Okay, ah, quiet. Okay, and don't look directly at the dog. Glance at the dog, turn your head sideways. Glance at the dog, turn your head sideways. Because a a direct stare is consultation. Side profile is a calming signal. And so the last thing you want to do is look directly at him because they can take it as confidence. Now, why she's barking because of the 18-month-old, that's interesting. Because there's a couple times, there are times, but because she's so new, that doesn't make, where some dogs take the young ones as their litter and they feel responsible. And by you going to pick up that little one, it's just kind of like, hey, 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 leave it alone. I've got this. All right. So what you got to okay. do is you got to teach her that, hey, you know, don't worry. We got this all scored away. We're all OK here. So as you go to pick up and what you want to do is practice it, you know, um, and let her drag like a six foot nylon leash around. So now as she's learning the rules in your house, never yeah. go for her collar. Go step on the leash or pick up the leash. OK. okay. And so like yeah. ha- have somebody, you know, like you set it up, have the, you go pick up the 18 month old. And if the minute she did side profile to the dog, hey, 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 don't even. Don't even, we're fine, we're fine. And if she does, you know, starts barking, ah, ah, quiet. You know, try to diffuse the situation before she winds herself up. Right. Okay, learn to read her body language. What? Should we, if she's... If she's being good and not doing that, do we reward her? Or well, you know, just you know, if just play. No, if, you know, don't make an issue if there's not an issue. If you're picking okay. her up, you know, picking up the child and the dog is walking with you. Oh, aren't we having fun? Good job, good job. You know what I mean? Okay. But but don't uh, because she if she's just happy to be content around you. All right. She's already doing good. You know, and a pet here and an acknowledgement there is is fine. All right. But the whole thing is she's got rules that she has to learn. And so most dogs are no to death. So what you want to do is teach them what they already know. Listen to the growl and the correction doesn't come. So you deepen your voice and it's going to be ah or a ah ah. Like if they're about ready to do something wrong, let's say a dog is walking toward a waste paper basket. Give them ah ah ah. Don't even think ah. And the dog's going to turn and look at you. Now you redirected them. Now call them back to you. Hey, come on over here. Now if the dog gets to the waste paper basket and the nose has got, you know, touched it, then that's a word, leave it. All right? Leave it. You're, okay. you're, you're in the waste paper basket. Leave it alone. It's no concern of yours. All right? But try to look. Like a dog can never just jump. If you watch their shoulders, their shoulders dip before they fly. And almost everybody, yeah. their timing is off. And what they do is react to the reaction, the action of the dog. So now here comes a dog and it's in your face. But you saw that dip and that's when you should have got into their head. Ah, don't even think it. Burst the, the thought bubble. All right. Okay. Don't wait for the dog is on you, and now I got to get you off. You go, and that's why when you get a good trainer, the trainer learns to read the dog and helps you understand too how to read them, so that now you 
pop the thought bubble instead of have to take care of the reaction. You know, like the dog's head goes up, tails goes up when you're on a walk. And uh, don't wait to see if it's if he sees a dog, a human, uh, uh, a squirrel. Just, you know, he's thinking, he's some, he's alerted to something. Pop the thought bubble. Hey, hey, what do you got there? What do you got there? And so she looks at you. What? Huh? huh? Oh, now, you, now you don't have to react to his reaction. You got him onto something else that he might have thought about lurching for. And then you'd have right. to be a reaction to their action. So just play it nice. Don't come down like Thunderbolts. Like, bad dog, shame on you. Just let him, ah, uh, uh, quiet. Hey, the lower and slower your voice is, the more deep doo-doo the dog's in. All right? Okay. Don't get wound okay. up. Because everybody wants to get wound up. Bad dog, yeah, shame, blah, blah, blah. All that dog, all it does is, is, is it excels the situation. It gets it over. Like, come on, let's scream together. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. And then, right, now, how old's your, you. how old's your, um, the other one, did you say five? Five, yeah. Uh, there's a book out there, um... Uh, it's 101 Dog Tricks for Kids. Okay. Okay, and obviously, I know it's five, but you know that. But the whole thing is you can give that five-year-old a couple of things so they can start building a bond, uh, you know, to work together as a team, okay? Okay. Um, there's also called Puppy Training for Kids. Uh, and every five-year-old is different. I, boy, I know some that I think they're in Harvard already. But <laughs> and so, but that's yeah. the whole thing is try to get because right now that the dog sees the five-year-old in the eighteen-month as a litter mate, and he's gonna she's gonna push him, you know. And uh, that's why okay. when the kids are in motion, don't have don't so you're not screaming and yelling at the dog every two seconds. Either put the dog on a leash and hold on to the leash and let the kids be nuts, or put the dog in the kennel and let the kids be nuts, you know. Okay. So and especially since she's new to the situation, and eventually you'll be able to call her off like don't even think it they let let him run you're not part of this because she's gonna pummel him okay and she, she doesn't yeah. mean it in, in, not in a mean way it's just like bring it on let's have some fun right okay right. okay so hopefully okay, that, thank that you. hopefully that will help okay take care yeah thanks bye-bye yeah we don't know this is when you wish dogs had a chip you know that you could take out of their head and put it in your computer, and then you can see uh, when Analyze I was it. when I yeah when I was acting like this. This is why I was acting like this. That would be so cool. But otherwise, then you get the 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 book Canine Body Language by Aloff A L O F F, and then um, uh, that will help you understand how to read the body language, how they had their hold their ears, their head, their tail. If you see a dog's body, you know some people say, well, the dog was wagging his tail, but he bit me. But see, there's a happy, happy butt, you know, tail. And then there's one more step, real stiff, slow tail wag. One more step in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's this thing that's called whale eyes, where you can see the whites of the dog's eyes. That's usually when you're going to get bit. If you see whale eyes and you keep going towards that dog, that dog is extremely over the edge. And if you proceed any further, you're going to get nailed. So that's why you really want to get used to looking and reading that dog. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. We're going to come back with more calls. 651-641-1071. Our brains contain 128 nerve cells, 150,000 nerve cells, 180 million brain cells, 100 billion brain cells. We'll be back. All right. Thank you again for spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Remember uh, the show, you can catch all the past shows. And if you want to listen to this, you've been driving and you couldn't write something down, just go to mytalk1071.com. Go to the KDK9 show page. And through my show page, I also have a link to my website. So you can check out my schedule for puppy and beginner one classes. And my new class, 
Da-da! I open it up. It is going to be for the shy and timid dog. A two-time hour once a week. And the thing is, is this explain to you how these dogs, uh, how to work them forward to get rid of their fears. And it's a lot, it's a baby steps. And so, uh, we have the, my new class for shy and timid dogs. So yeah, go to my talk, my talk, com and go to my, uh, Katie Canine website. Or if you want to check out my Katie Canine Facebook page, there's a link there too. So check that out. All right. Uh, where are we at? Our brains contain 128 nerve cells, 150,000 nerve cells, 180 million brain cells, or 100 billion brain cells. What do you think there, sir? I think I'm going to go with billion. Ding, ding, ding. Facts about the body keep surprising us every time we hear them. Neuroscientists believe that there are a hundred billion nerve nervous there you go in our in our brains isn't that something that's crazy a hundred billion wow wow <laughs> and every time you get drink i wonder how many we fry <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> there we go oh well okay here we go who's up all right, so we have Joanne on the line, and she has a dog that eats everything. Eats everything. Hi, Joanne. How you doing? Hi, real good. Good. What kind of pupper do you have that eats everything? He is a seven-month-old black lab. Okay. Well, hello, puppyhood. Big yes. dog and body, but the brain is all puppy. <laughs> okay. And so the thing is, so what things is he picking up on? What, what? What things is he eating? Well, yesterday he got a hold of a scissors off of my counter and ate the whole plastic handle. Oh, my. That's always uh, fun. <laughs> he, he eats any toy I've bought in him. Okay. Uh, even the Benna, I forget what they're Bento? called, the real hard, the hard chewer ones. I, I can't find a toy that he doesn't eat up. Um, he ate uh, a couple of, he's, this week he's eaten pens, he's eaten a tape dispenser. <laughs> Okay, and and I I yesterday was an accident. I was kind of testing him. He he goes in the kennel when we're gone, but uh-huh. he's been real good. We have a we have another eight year old pup okay. that doesn't have to go in the kennel right. when we're gone. So yep. I was only going to be gone for two hours. So I let him out. Nope. Closed every room up. Yep. Nope. Okay. And what, and, and what did we have when he came home? That's when he had the scissors. Ah. He, found, he, he also, he, he counter surfs when I'm home. Okay. Yep. And I didn't realize there was something out on the counter. He's eating money. He digs in my pocket for money. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a very expensive dog. Oh, I bet he has. Okay. And you know what, though, why I'm laughing? Is because you believe it or not, you have a very uh, special dog. As far as he's the the more intelligent a dog is, the more of an imp they are because they're bored out of their gourd. All right, so they right. make their yeah. own fun, which unfortunately isn't what we had in mind. All right, so what this dog needs is not miles on the paws, but miles on the brain. You got to get him him into some obedience, get you organized, him organized. But the bigger thing is is to you give him tasks, brain games, um, uh, tricks. Uh, utilize him. Uh, don't give him. Uh, uh, what you can do is uh, I don't know if you heard a couple of weeks. 
weeks ago when I said uh, how to teach your dog to be calm, where you take a six foot leash, hook it onto just a regular nylon yeah, collar. Yeah, sat down within two minutes and went to sleep. Good, and you want to do that at least three times a day because what yeah, you're doing is teaching them. I was them. doing it. No, I lost the leash. Believe oh, it or not. Okay, <laughs> but see, that's what you want to do: is sit on the leash and ignore the dog, so he learns to zen out and doesn't have to chew. Everybody thinks that a dog has to chew, 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 chew. All that does is create a smoking habit. But whereas they don't know how to just be still, chill out, and hang out. they got to be doing something. So that's why by sitting on the leash and ignoring them, the invisible dog, that's huge. But then the big thing is input, input, input. Um, now, when you go for walks, do you make him uh, walk with you or do you let him scan? Do I let, what was the last part? Do you let him scan in front of you when you go for walks or do you, does he walk politely? Well, he's, he's not very good on the leash yet. He wants to chew the leash. Okay. So, yeah. But no, I have him here beside me. Okay. Now you using any, I can't. Okay. But no, you have to, you have, you're the parent here. You've got to no, organize I mean, your child. I, otherwise he comes and he just starts chewing on it. He won't even walk. Okay. Yep. But no, see what he's doing is testing you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? All right. Mm-hmm. He's goading you is what he's doing. Now, do you use any kind of uh, a training collar? Uh, yes, but he grew, he grew out of it. I, I had the one that, uh, you know, you just have the leash on the back. Hmm. The big comes around the, the chest. Oh, um, it's a harness. That's not a training collar. Yeah, yeah, harness. Yeah. No, a harness no, I do not use yeah. a training collar. Yeah. How many pounds is he? He is almost 60 pounds. 60 pounds, okay. Okay, yeah, no, you guys need to get organized, you know, whether, I've got, uh, beginner one class has started March 16, it's an hour and a half, twice, a, two times, uh, three hours of mm-hmm. training, or a private lesson, because the whole thing is, is getting, because all of this, one of these times, he's going to eat something that kills him, or it's going to eat him something that's going to cost you a $5,000 surgery. Right. Okay. And and that's, that's my biggest concern. Right. And so, by organizing yourself and organizing him. Okay, is that you got a child that is very uh, exceptional, whereas he is he's a smart dog, and but mm-hmm. he is bored out of his gourd. You're not doing enough input into the head, and so that's why he's just like, okay, now we're gonna go because when he's mentally tired, guess what? He's gonna be taking a nap. You're, where's the dog? He's in his kennel taking a nap because he's mentally tired. Usually, when you get dogs, especially with labs, everybody wants to rock him, walk him, walk him, run him, run him, run him, pitch, 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 and that's the last thing you want to do. Don't put miles on the paws. You got to put miles on the brain. Make them hold a thought. Why do people read a book before they go to bed? They're concentrating on the plot and the words. And before you know it, they're down to one eye. And then all of a sudden, it's morning. And they didn't even move. They were just sitting there. And that drained their brain that made them tired. And that's what you have to do with this guy. Brain teasers for dogs, brain gains for dogs. But the bigger thing is to get obedience, get the right training collar on them so you have control. Because that, you know... um, because uh, what it is is that he doesn't see you as a good leader, so he doesn't listen to you. Okay, he he goats you like if you're on a walk, and all of a sudden he starts yanking on the on the leash. Ten to one, you turns into a tug, tug of war game. And there's, right. right. And so the thing about with the right training collar on, all of a sudden you give that a good pop and that dog is going to be already then. What were you, what did you ask me? <laughs> like what's a training, or like what kind of training collar are you talking about? Well, for about? a 60 pound dog, I'd put him in a pinch collar. You know, the one that looks like a torture device out of the 1800s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I put on, but I fit mine different. Most trainers, and if you look on YouTube, they fit them very snug and up behind the ears. And I don't believe in that because in my book, no matter what training collar they have on, that it should when the collar... When you have the leash on and your arms are relaxed at your side and there's no collar pressure whatsoever, you can put your hand between the neck of the dog and the and the collar. Because part of the reward of paying attention, there is no collar pressure. 
All right. And so that, but if you look every place else and all of them, they fit them snug and that's uh, uh, unnerving. It'd be like, let's say you and I went for a walk and I grabbed you between your elbow and your armpit and squeezed and we kept Mm -hmm. walking and we kept walking. Pretty soon you're looking at me like, hug, hug, let go of my arm. What can I do to get you get off of my arm? (laughs) And that's the same thing with the dog. Is there's constant collar pressure? It's unnerving to the dog. There's no no reward. All I can think about is get it off of me now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's what I would do. I would get a pinch collar and so and use it correctly and that I can help you with that or find a trainer that will help you okay right use yeah. his that, brain that sounds good we actually had him in puppy classes but my husband quit after the second week because he just sat and barked at the yep that, that tells you how smart he barked because he, he wanted the treats okay well hold All on he wanted was treats. Wait, no, hold on don't hang up I'm gonna come we're gonna come okay. back okay which is of the two is faster lighter sound all together now <laughs> <laughs> What can we say, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Which is faster, light or sound? I'm going to go sound. No. Aw. The speed of light is much higher than the speed of sound. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second, while sound takes around five seconds to travel only one mile. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Wow, look at that. That's real. Okay. Okay, let's put that, uh, who was that, Joanne, right? Joanne, back up? Yep. I'm glad yeah. you hung on. Thanks for hanging on, Joanne. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, yeah, because what, what you were just saying, okay, what, in the puppy class, when he mm-hmm. was kind of being obnoxious in puppy class, right there, most puppy classes other than mine are just social hours. And the dogs and the pups need their social time. But the thing is, is that most puppy classes, they have like level one, two, three, where you really don't learn much on the manners, okay? And so what happened there is that you took the puppy class. Yeah, he got his social skills in, but he didn't learn manners. You didn't, they didn't give you skills to work with to make sure to move forward, okay? And the, right. and so the dog now has just gotten to a point where he's, he's seven months old. He's like a toddler, like a two year old, where he's going to mm-hmm. test you to see what he can and cannot get away with. And if there is not consequences, aka a, a training collar, then the thing is, is that dogs, how dogs learn. They learn, they, um, if they, they, when they were with mom, if they, they didn't listen to the growl, her correction would come, aka her teeth around their neck. Okay. So they learned real quick. If I listen, mom's growl and back off, uh, all is right with the world. <laughs> and so what you need to do is really is, is importantly is to, uh, uh, Get the tools to organize your pupper so that now you have a happy and everybody's going to not, not say, oh, God, he's look at him now. <laughs> and now yeah. look what he ate. OK, because with by learning, you're using his brain and instead of his brain being on 100 miles an hour, what can I get into? Because sometimes bad attention is better than no attention at all. Just like a two year old child. OK, <laughs> is that what well, you get on the phone and all of a sudden, every, you know, you've been all day. The, the, the child has been just hanging out being good right but but and he knew when he had those scissors yesterday he was already cowering when i walked in because <laughs> you had over di- in his corner yeah because you dipped your head like what did you do <laughs> and so he reacted to your body language but so that's what i mean though is that you need to do some serious thing before utilize his brain you know if it's, it's uh whereas like i said i gotta be get one class start in march 16th is two times it's an hour and a half each otherwise you can do a private lesson anytime uh, that we can get together but in the meantime you got to start input 
put. You, you know, if you want to get to go to Amazon and get a pinch collar, but make mm-hmm. sure that you have extra length so that it's loose. You don't want it too loose where it slides over the head. But, but anyway, or like if you're not sure how to use it, then you know you got to find a trainer. What AKA me would be great. But anyway, so the whole thing is, but you got to start getting organized. Uh, get that book, Brain Teasers for Dogs. Start using his nose to find things. Give him a job so that the Brain Teasers for Dogs by Soderman. Okay, that there, he's a nose dog anyway. And so now you're using his brain. Now you're making him tired. So all of a sudden, he's not going to have as much energy mentally to goat you because he's been having fun thinking about these games and, and using his noodle instead of just, you know, thinking about things like, uh, like I was say, going to say earlier is that, you know, that child all day has been good, but the minute the phone rings and you get on the child, uh, get on the phone, all of a sudden the two-legged child is barking and, uh, you know, not, I mean, mom, mom, mommy, daddy, because your attention is diverted. And see, that's what happens. If your attention gets diverted, then all of a sudden every, so, and and that's what he's doing. He'll get your attention one way or another. You know, when yeah. he knows that he can act obnoxiously and he's got your attention, bad attention is better than no attention. So that's mm-hmm. why I start utilizing his brain, okay? All right. Okay, well, kid. Good. Thank you. Thank Take you care. so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, because everybody wants that, you know, especially COVID, everybody got their puppies, you know, and they want that when they start having trouble, they want that magic wand. Just tell me what I can do to make it all better. Well, a lot of it is just maturing, but a lot of it also, though, is building a teamwork. Whereas, you know, you ask for a sit, the dog doesn't sit, you place him in the sit. You want to take them for a walk? Don't use harnesses, folks. That restrains. It teaches them to pull. They pull harder forward, and you pull harder to bring them back in, and they pull even harder. It's just like if I grabbed you, Brian, and pulled you my way, your first instinct is to pull the opposite way harder than I'm pulling you this way, right? Oh, yeah. And that's the same thing. That's why harnesses, people don't want to hurt the dog's throat. I get it, folks. But if you get the good, like the star mark collar for small to medium dogs, and even some big dogs you can use uh, the star mark collar on, and that's at Amazon. And then otherwise, uh, the pinch collar. But like I said, don't fit any training collar snug. There should always be a little more slop there where you can put your fingers or your hands between it. So that when your dog is listening and paying attention, there is no collar pressure. Okay, who's up next? All right, so we have Amanda on the phone line, and she has a question on training two dogs together in different age range or separately. All right. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. What kind of puppers do you have? Okay, so we have two new standard poodles. They're siblings. Okay. How old um, how old are they? Well, they're half siblings. So one is six months old and the other one is a year. Okay. Um when we got them, we got the one that was a year first. Okay. And he was already house trained and pretty calm but anxious demeanor. And then we got the puppy who was a newborn, basically twelve weeks old and she's just a puppy. So uh, we just went to Hawaii for two weeks and um, had my husband's sister house set, and they destroyed her house, like, really bad. Um, You know, I want to blame the sister, but I know it's not her fault. So, um, you know, we have, much like your last caller, lots of issues with chewing. Um, They're pretty rambunctious when they're together. This weekend we did separate them, and um, I took one of them out of town, Mm -hmm. and they seem to be much calmer without each other you but got it. We're, we're trying to figure out a couple of things and I think the first thing is the barking is really excessive in our neighborhood and we just got collars for barking which seem to be pretty effective two weeks in um, we know that they need hands-on training but I've gotten mixed um, ideas on how to do that whether they should be in classes together or separate Separate. And then I think that, okay. And then I think the third question and concern is 
you know, back to the mental training, you know, because they are chewing on things and they're, they're poodles. Yeah, and they're puppies. Um, they're puppies. Yeah. And so the thing yeah. is, uh, the first thing is, is that, okay, how many humans in your in your house? We have one three-year-old and then my husband and I. Okay. And what is really needed here, like you just said earlier, you separated them and they were much calmer. You know, one dog's a dog, two dogs is a pack. And then you got that uh, six-month-old at 12 weeks or 10 weeks? Yeah. Okay. What happens with that is that my guess is she bonded to the year old. And so the mm-hmm. year old is primary and you're secondary. So I start working on a more of a relationship with the six month old, hook her on a leash. And so she, and so she has to be where you're at. If she, if you don't have time, then she's in her kennel. Uh, give her, give one, one dog to your husband and you take one dog and switch it out. But have, start teaching the dogs individually. Okay. And, but then start getting them to look to the humans instead of, now the, well, not the one year old, but it's that six month old is probably more bonded to that, like I said, the year old. So that six month old's mm-hmm. got to spend more time with the humans. So he's looking for the, to the humans for direction instead of looking for the other dog. Okay. Hmm. And then you've got to also been just until the bonding process is done. And that's when, let's say they're playing in the same room, uh, or they're playing outside, and you walk in. Of course, they're going to race to say hi. Okay, now Mm -hmm. the one-year-old is going to be like, hi, hi, mom, hi, mom. And now the six-month-old is going to come in, hi, and then turn to the year-old and go, okay, we said hi, let's go play. Because that tells you he's bonded to the dog and not to you. If he's bonded to you, the six-month-old, when he comes, when they come into you, they're both vying for your attention. No pet me, no pet me, no pet me, no pet me, pet me, 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 me. Okay, whereas they don't even recognize each other, even though they're right next to each other. Right? (laughs) And so that's why you got to work on the relationship with the six-month-old. And that's the one that you should bring to training. All right? Or you could bring them both, but not in the same class. Because otherwise, you're going to be looking for each other. The one-year-old... You don't have to worry about because he's bonded to you, all right? Okay, but mm-hmm. you brought that puppy in, and that puppy, 10 to 1, he spent all the time with the year-old because, you know, double mm-hmm. the fun, double the trouble, and then also all mm-hmm. the wear each other out and blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. he bonded to the other dog instead of you. And so that's why the, it's really important that you start going for separate walks, separate car okay. rides. Uh, they could come okay. together a couple times a day and play, but then the, I would put the six-month-old with the human, on a leash, so that or put them in the kennel here, there, and everywhere. Okay, so that you just uh, so they spend more alone time, not but poking at the other dog, more time with you, learning who you are, and then they, like I said, they can come together a couple times during the day and play. But the, you're going to limit that until the, you can start seeing the six month old being more in tune to the humans instead of the the, the one year old, and it's going to take a little bit that's of time. A, that's get? really good feedback now. What about at night? Because they both sleep in our bedroom on the floor. Yep. Uh, well, what you can do? They sleep like in the same bed. No, they they kind of both sprawl out in the floor. Okay, that's fine. Like, that's fine then. On our oh. bedroom floor. Yep. No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, as long okay, as you, as, lo- as long as you can trust them not to get up in the middle of the night and pee or eat something. <laughs> Well, we have to shut the dog door at night because otherwise they would keep the entire neighborhood up. But like I said, the the training collar, we consulted with the breeder and, you know, she did recommend the training collar, um, which gives them a little jolt uh, for the barking. I worry that it's abusive, but it's very effective. Okay. Now, Uh, is that a bark collar are you talking about? Do you have the remote or is it immediate reaction to their action? 
immediate, but we also have a remote feature on it. Okay, but no, you don't want anything. You don't want to be touching no buttons. And the reason is because you only want the one that's a reaction to their bark because it, it vibrates the cords, you know, in the, the neck, and then that sends an immediate reaction. By the time we they bark and we hit the button, they're in between the bark, and they're getting zinged for no reason, all right? It's just right. like... Right, no, it, so this one... Um, this one jolts when it barks, when they bark. Correct. What happens is when baby puppy, the small puppy, runs up to the bigger puppy and she's barking, it'll set his collar off. <laughs> who's the bi- yeah. Who's the bigger barker? Uh, they both are. I mean, it's hard to say. She was pretty quiet until recently, and now she's you know getting a little older. Yep. And we have a we have a lab next door, so as soon as he comes outside, they kind of team up on on him. Okay. Um, what you need me? What you might need to do is play a rate, uh, round robin on this one. One dog out at a time, and whoever's out has the dog the collar on. Okay. That's a good idea. Not the two dogs at one time, and so then eventually the the leader, the one that barks the most often, will just wear the collar because that's the one that's going to start the other one barking. Okay, he'll follow mm-hmm. the lead. But that's what you want to do is play around Robin so that because one dog is a dog, two dogs is a pack. And so, like, if that lab is out and they both run to the fence, now there's a game, a fence running game, and then it and and so and then they just start getting themselves amped up even more. And so that's why what you want to do is, can you hold on? we got to run the break here, so don't hang up. We'll come on back, okay? Thank you. Okay. How much saliva does your mouth produce daily? Isn't this a thought? All right. <laughs> Two to 400 milliliters, 0.5 to 1.5 liters, 2.3 to uh, 2 to 3.5 liters, or 5 liters. We'll be back. All right, we're winding her down. Okay, if you have noticed, guys, we've been doing trivia today on the human body. <laughs> All right. How much saliva does your mouth produce daily? Is it 2 to 400 milliliters, uh, 0.5 to 1.5 liters, 2 to 3.5 liters, or 5 liters? What do you think? I have no clue on this. Neither um, do I. Neither would I. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the second option. Uh, five, 0.5 to 1.5 liters? I think so. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, there let's go. you go. Uh, your uh, mouth produces 0.5 and 2, 1.5 liters of saliva every day. The purpose of saliva in our mouth is to make us able to taste food. Our taste buds can detect the taste once the food mixes with saliva. There you go. Aren't we just, isn't that good? Now we're all knowing what, all the spit we got in our mouth, what, is, what it does. It makes <laughs> us taste food. You know, so you wonder what people that had COVID, yeah. that they can't taste. I wonder what that, why that, we should ask them is, how much saliva do you got in your mouth? Because your saliva makes you be able to taste the food. Yeah, I've had friends that had COVID, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in the past, and they said everything tastes like cardboard. Yeah, so there's got to be a reason, something, if, if the saliva makes us, us taste, based the taste, but t- that's, that'd be interesting. Somebody figured that out. A lot of dry mouth. There you go. Hey, somebody <laughs> earlier called in and took in grit for a uh, traction grit, uh, if you get it at the... Uh, with the uh, like hardware stores, they call it traction grit. And usually it's 25 pounds for like eight, nine bucks. Whereas if you go to the feed mill, you can get 50 pounds of chicken grit number two. We want chicken grit, grit number two. Uh, one is too fine, too small. 
and three is too big. Because see, what grit does is that, like, when we get the new baby chickens, we have to uh, we put grit down with their food because the grit gets their gizzard going so they can digest their food. Mm. And so that's that's the purpose of grit. And so uh, anyway, and, and grit is really good instead of using chemicals, you know, to put it where there's icy spots in that. Boy, I'll tell you, I've gone through two 50-pound bags. Or is it 40 pounds? I can't remember. Uh, bags of grit. And usually the 40 or 50-pound bag of grit is like eight ninety nine to nine ninety nine, whereas traction grit is that same price for half. You know, for twenty twenty five pounds instead of forty or fifty pounds. Oh, really? Yep. So that's why that get the chicken grit is cheaper, and you got more. Keep it in your trunk because then it puts weight, you know, in the vehicle so that for traction. And then because it used to be, you know, the thing was is to put kitty litter under. Well, as soon as kitty litter gets wet, it turns into mush. Mm-hmm. See, whereas chicken grit is like little shards of granite put near, you know what I mean? So it just digs right in and gives you traction. So that's why it's really great to have that, like, in your trunk, if you, in case you get stuck or, um, you know, for your sidewalks. Because, you know, since we got the ramp, we know when my husband got hurt, you know, farming accident last fall, uh, we have a ramp. And I'll tell you, um, it's quite the thing. He couldn't, need, need, uh, him or me yesterday could not use that ramp. We had to walk alongside the ramp because it was so doggone slippery. And then it was raining, so the, the grit would wash right off. And so it was, it was oh, yeah, it, I'll tell you. That's crazy. That's crazy. So anyway, see, earlier the, I mentioned beak pollen for the gal that had the dog with the itchy ears. Uh, beak pollen is really unique. And uh, what you want, you want it to last longer, you put it in your fridge. Okay, and what it does, it highly supports healthy muscle with natural plant steroids and growth factors. Helps maintain healthy blood count. Support the immune system. Immune support contributes to the season um, seasonal com- uh, comfort. And then has acid, a- antioxidants to help uh, eliminate free radicals. And so Bee Poem, Springtime Inc. has it. It supports energy, digestion, immune system, and and other things too, and so it it smells because all bee pollen is is you know, you know I mean it smells really bad, mm-hmm. but uh, like I said, I had my horse on it for a while, and I had uh, I'm trying to think I think I had ethyl on it for a while, and like I said, it really is dogs that have been having allergies, but you know we're coming into the season of you know gets flea, flea and tick and heartwarming people instead of just be, being a drone and that's what you've done all the time remember i don't put any chemicals on or in my animals that i will not put on or in myself if i won't do it to myself why do what i do to my animal and there's so many natural ways to do things and so that's why I put, think more natural okay as far as like not doing heartworm uh what the, the big thing with heartworm is that um have your your dog tested twice a month because it takes 90 days, I think, once they get bit by the mosquito that carries the heartworm to uh, show up in a blood test, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, do it that way. It's less expensive than giving them heartworm and putting that poison in their system. So if they do, if they do come up positive, if they have such a slight case, it's, it, it goes away real quick. Because what the problem with the heartworm is if they have a bad um, infestation of it, when they kill the worms, it can cause a clot in the heart and they can die of a heart attack. But that's why you, what you want to do. But some people are so nervous. But after they, they'll have, they'll do it for two years, like twice a year, and then figure out, you know, I just need to do it once a year, you know. So anyway, but you just got to do what you're comfortable with. But you know, we got to pay attention to what we put in, and then like heartworm, 
let's say I'll pick it on heart guard, is if it says heart guard plus, most people don't realize what the plus is. The plus is, is that no, it's not more potent, which thank God, we don't need that high a poison in our dogs. But what the plus is, is it deworms your dog once a month. Dogs aren't supposed to be dewormed once a month. That's really hard in their digestive system, and they're going to start getting problems with their digestive system. So if you have to do, you know, a heart, a worm of sorts, just get a heartworm. Nothing plusy. It's just doesn't doesn't do anything else other than for the heartworm. I would totally, totally recommend that. I don't do any heartworm. I just have my dogs tested every year. And then um, I don't do any flea and tick other than natural, like diatomaceous earth, a bandana with either eucalyptus oil or lemongrass oil on it. Uh, you can go to my t- uh, website, the letter K, the letter T, the letter K, the number nine dot com. Click on radio show topics and scroll down. And I have a lot of natural ways that you can repel fleas and ticks and such like that. And the biggest thing, when the ticks come out, they like warm days and cool nights. But when it becomes warm days and cool, warm nights, they start slowing down. And so that's why, like I said, you get a good flea comb after a dog's been in for about an hour, just kind of slowly go comb through your, and, and get the flea combs also snab the, um, the deer ticks too. Uh, I love the putting diatomaceous earth food grade in the baby socks, zip tie it, and then one pat on the back of the neck and the shoulders, one pat on the butt where the butt and the tail come together, one pat in the chest. Because ticks gravitate to the face because the skin is thinner there so they can get a bite quicker and start chowing down. (laughs) But anyway, so that's why if you get your flea comb after your home, just have your dog stay in a particular area, don't let them run around the house, and then get out the flea comb and start going by the face and the armpits and stuff to snag those suckers. then just have a jar of rubbing alcohol, you know, that you could just drop the tick into, let them die. <laughs> and then make sure you, you know, uh, cover it again, you know, put the screw on cap on the jar again. But the whole thing is, is that, you know, you've got to uh, now start making your plans for your lawns and your gardens to do things naturally and try to stay away from the chemicals, you know, for your dog and your cats and your kids and your grandkids and even yourself. Quit toxifying your environment and organic lawns by Lunseth. Um, they've advertised on the show before. Uh, I hope they do this spring because they sure they're great people. Otherwise, just call around, Google it, see if you can find it places that do organic lawns. Uh, Steve up at uh, Hugo Feed Mill uh, knows about how to do organic lawns. It can get you started on that. Uh, you could try Spikes uh, and Hool's Feed. Uh, they know a lot about lawns and such like that. So just find the right person that can get you going so that you can do things more naturally. And, and we got to start taking care of our planet. We just have to. It's really getting sad. You know, one, the, they're blowing each other up overseas. And, you know, it's just we 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 just got, uh, you know, I pray for peace every day. That's all I can do. And so the whole thing is, is that it starts with us. And, uh, and then hopefully it'll spill over, you know, to other people. But anyway, so thank you so much for all your questions, Nick. And if you've got any other questions, remember, go to my Katie Canine website and email me. Sometimes when you email me through my talk, it doesn't, it goes into spam and it doesn't work. So you guys have a grand week. Don't hide your dogs, train them. And if you don't train them, don't blame them. See you next week.